0: This one's going out to all the ladies.
1: Candy. Welcome. Your number one spot for music stories given to you weekly by two drunk ladies who just (laughs) happen to be us. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And we are going to blow your minds this week and let you know that we don't always talk about classic rock.
0: Surprise. Surprise,
1: Surprise, surprise. Sometimes. We listen to other genres of music. Something a little more
0: contemporary. What? Nay, even poppy.
1: Nay, even... Top 40? Yup. No. Yeah, like, this shit's on (laughs) Billboard now, I think. I'm not 100%. I don't look at those things. I don't either. Sorry. But, yes, we are going to talk about something a little different from what we normally talk about, but still in the realm of Women's History Month. For our third week of Women in Music, we will be talking about Kesha. Surprise! As some of you might know her, key dollar sign ha. <laughs> She's no longer key dollar sign ha. Thank well, God. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get Glad to Glad about that. I also have a random tidbit that I really wanted to throw in here, but I didn't know where in to throw it. So now. I was like, well, let me start off by saying Kesha's fucking weird. You don't say. Guys, Kesha's real weird. <laughs> um... Apparently, I was looking up interviews before I, or while I was researching this, Mm -hmm. and she was on Conan O'Brien talking about how she used to break into celebrities' homes. She one time broke into Prince's home, and he was actually really cool with it. He was like, hey, Kesha. Was this after she was already famous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it must have been, because it was when she was definitely starting her recording Mm -hmm. career, because she was living in Nashville before she signed. Was she part
0: of, like, the bling ring? Do you remember that? I didn't... I know that was a movie. (laughs) Was that also a real thing? It was a real thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... I don't know all the details because, you know, I don't. I know Emma Watson was in the movie and people were disappointed. Yeah. That's all I really know know about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just a bunch of fucking idiot teenagers who were breaking into celebrities' houses and they broke into one celebrity's house and they were just not fucking having it. And they (laughs) all got arrested or something. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think they broke into like Justin Timberlake's house. Oh, I'm maybe. sure they did. Or like Britney Spears or something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think she was part of the bling ring. I think Kesha originated the bling <laughs> ring. I'm she gonna... was the underground bling ring. She really was. She was like, "I'm doing my own thing, guys. I don't fucking need assistance. Yeah. I'm I got not stealing this.
0: shit. I'm just doing it for the fucking." She thrill. really,
1: or just to jump in their pool and like, "Whoa, I'm Kesha!" Bye. <laughs> but apparently, another it's a good thing... story. I know, right? I'm like, that's. I, if I was cash I probably would do that.
0: If I was... a, If I had any modicum of celebrity, I would probably want to break into other celebrities' houses, too. Because hopefully, if they catch you, they'll just be like, Yo, what's up? Yeah, because
1: I guess apparently that's what Prince did, at yeah. least. He you want a like, beer? Eh, All right. What's okay. going on? <laughs> like, you know, you're just walking in. I mean, because from what I gather from celebrity parties... Most of the time, you just walk in anyway, and they're like, are you here from last night's party? I don't... Yeah. I don't remember. You know what? It's fine. No,
0: that's a good idea. You should just make... You should find out when celebrities in your neighborhood are having parties and then the next morning, when everybody's just laying all over the place, hungover and asleep, just sneak in and pretend like you're one of the party goers. I've been here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. I was here the whole time i do not know. You don't remember mean, I was working on You gave me your... all this
1: stuff. Yeah, what are you talking... I was working on that music video with you. You don't remember? I, I gave you the sandwich? Yeah, I, I gotta go. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, you want a beer? <laughs> Yeah, for the road. Yeah, take one for the road. (laughs) She also says, though, and I'm sure she did this, that she had asked fans for teeth. Really? What? For their teeth, and she made a headdress out of them. That's weird. Yeah. She said she had a lot left over and started making a bra out of them. That's like Norwegian death metal shit. Yeah. She got real weird with it. Yeah, that's weird. Respect, you know? At least she's just... Living the dream. Yeah. With the teeth with some crown teeth. on.
0: I hope that they were cleaned. Ugh. Oh, gross. Also, Ugh. what weirdo fan is just ripping their teeth out and sending it to Kesha?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. Because I don't think it's like a five-year-old who's losing his baby teeth. It could be small children. Like, maybe people with kids and they're sending their, their kids' teeth. But then also, to maybe wisdom teeth. People, okay. Sometimes people get their teeth taken out and they have to get uh, veneers put in and shit like that. So maybe... All right, there's, but there were probably a ton of people. It was ninety percent people ripped their own teeth out. Oh, I got a thing with that. It's terrifying. Oh no. Oh no.
0: Unless oh, no. she was running some like teeth for cash kind of deal, <laughs>
1: not worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right, like... if all else fails in my
1: life, I'm starting a teeth for cash fucking ring. I'm doing it. Teeth for cash. <laughs> I think we have the episode name. There we go. Teeth for cash. teeth for cash. <laughs> anyway, with that, now let me go into the let's, story. Let's of get Kesha. down to brass tacks here. Ooh, uh, there won't be any tax for my teeth for cash, by the way.
0: <laughs> Not right. brass ones, anyway.
1: Not worth it. Your teeth are worth more than that. Yeah, like at least silver. <laughs> yeah. Depending on your fillings. So. She was born Kesha Rose Siebert on March 1st, 1987. Her real name. Her real name is Kesha.
0: Without the dollar sign. Without
1: the dollar <laughs> okay. sign. Okay. Oh, God. She was born in LA and like me, she is a Pisces. Oh. So woo woo and happy belated to Kesha. Good for That's you. Fuck yeah, Pisces. <laughs> she is not the first in her family to step into the music scene. Her mother, Rosemary Patricia Siebert, more commonly known as PB. Who herself is a singer songwriter and had written hit songs for her daughter as well as Pitbull and Dolly Parton. Her mom did. Mm-hmm. Cool. Her mom's been writing songs all the time. Badass mom. And she wrote Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You, which was originally recorded by country singer Joe Sun, but then it was covered by Dolly Parton, which made it a number one hit. Huh. And decades later, it would be covered again by Dolly and her daughter, Kesha. That's cute. Yeah. So not only did she help Kesha with songwriting, but she also co-produced the newest album, Rainbow, last year. So, like, her mom's not a fucking idiot. She knows yeah. what she's doing. As far as her father goes, Kesha says she has no idea who it could be, though she has joked Mick Jagger in 2011.
0: McJagger Mick Jagger is everybody's dad, pretty much. Woof. Could be. Woof. Ugh. And
1: then, I mean, you gotta think about it, too, though. She said in her song, we're gonna kick them to the curb unless they look like Mick Jagger. But... Wait, but wait, what? wait. Hmm. Don't think about it. I'm. Don't think I'm about not it. I'm gonna say anything. Don't. In 2011, a, a man named Bob Chamberlain came forward with photos and letters saying that they were proof that he is her father and that they were in contact. It was published in the Star magazine, so you know it's true. Mm-hmm. And Kesha only addressed it with one tweet. "Quote: Rehearsing for tour, doing interviews. Still don't know who my dad is. <laughs> yup, business as usual today." <laughs> In 91, PB moved herself and children to Nashville, Tennessee after securing a songwriting contract there. She noticed that her daughter had a talent for singing, so she would bring Kesha with her to the recording studio while she worked and would encourage her to sing a lot there in order to get her noticed. She was also very involved with music at school. She was a band geek. She started out playing trumpet and then she moved her way to saxophone because she knew where the fucking party was at. (laughs) With the saxophone section. She
0: was all up in that sexy sax solo.
1: Like, Kesha knew the value of a sexy sax solo. You can tell. (laughs) She also took songwriting lessons, too, to make her, like, you know, a legitimate human being. (laughs) She would do additional lyric work with her mother, and they would record demos together. And on top of all of this, she was also in a band with her older brother, Lagan. Hmm? Yeah, Lagan. Lagan. You think it's Logan, it's Lagan. How is that spelled? L-A-G-A-N. Lagan. All right. Yep. It is pretty well known by now that despite her party girl image and lofty songs about getting wasted, Kesha is quite intelligent, actually. There is some debate on actual numbers, but she is known to have a decent IQ as well as scoring pretty high on her SATs somewhere around 1,500. She was accepted into Barnard College at Columbia, but decided instead to drop out of high school at the end in order to pursue her dream of being a musician. I suppose that helps when you have a mom who's already a a pretty big deal. Yeah, in I the mean, music world. she knew she was gonna make it. Yeah, and she arguably did dedicate a lot of time to it. At least she wasn't just running around saying, "Well, my mom's in recording, so I'm just gonna do this." My dad's Mick Jagger. My dad totally owns a dealership. <laughs> I'm gonna own it someday. <laughs> I'm totally gonna own that dealership someday. <laughs> Go get my GED first. So around 2005, the Siebert family were featured in an episode of The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. <laughs> Fucking GED. <laughs> Why? Why does GED make you laugh? Just the way you said it. <laughs> Go get me GED. Go get me GED. My good enough diploma. <laughs> Shit. It's gonna be at least another year. Then I'm gonna get that dealership. Fro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> my dad totally owns a dealership. Oh my god. Anyway, so yes, they were on an episode of The Simple Life with Nicole Ritchie and Paris Hilton. They were hosting them as they were going to a wedding in the area, apparently. And it was at this time that Max Martin and Lucas Sebastian Gottwald, it's spelled Gottwald, but I imagine you pronounce it Gottwald? <laughs> sure. And whatever, his fucking name is Dr. Luke. Spoiler oh, okay. alert, it's Do- Dr. It's Luke. Dr. Luke. They discovered Kesha's demo tape and were taken by her gorgeously sung country ballad, especially when put up against her, quote, gobsmackingly awful hip-hop track. <laughs> Cause, you know. I, well, she's, like, the whitest
0: white girl that ever whited, so <laughs> I completely understand
1: where they were coming from. I need shades to look at her. <laughs> Um they also, however, gave that track some praise and said that she had some real bravado to try her hand at something like that. So, you know what, sometimes just showing that you got the balls to try something you're totally going to be terrible at can garner someone's attention. So yeah. just maybe give it a shot. It helps if you have another track that's
0: really, really good. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Put like, up against it. <laughs> have something to
1: back it up with. It's
0: kind of like when... They go into those American Idol auditions and they play an okay song that they're not really suited for. And then the judges are like, you got anything else? Nah, dog. And then they like, <laughs> nah, dog. Not dog. Ain't your song. <laughs> it's not your day. It's not your song, it's not your it's not your not song your dog. <laughs> and got anything else? Got
1: anything else? And then you're and like, the, oh, but I do. And they're like, oh, they're okay. Yeah, and then okay. they pull out
0: like fucking Jolene
1: or something and kill it. Because every... Wavy blonde girl can sing Jolene, by and, the way, and Miley Cyrus thinks she can. So actually, I kind of liked her. You know what? That's that's another discussion for another day. We you know, can have a-, a debate on that. Oh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of GEDs, she got hers eventually. Oh, good. did. Good. Yeah. Now after... she can have that dealership. <laughs> <laughs> She's got that dealership going for. Her. No, fucking Dr. Luke was the one to tell her, like, yo, get the fuck out of school, start oh. recording. Go get your GED, just so you can say you graduated high school. Okay. Because why not? So Pretty
0: much anything you say that involves Dr. Luke right now, I'm going to be like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, you just (laughs) fucking wait as I pour more beer into my glass. Refresh your glasses. Oh, yeah. Refresh your glasses. Oh, by the way, and I keep forgetting to fucking say what we're drinking. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Burial Beer, The Prayer. Because Kesha, as you will soon discover, has a song called out praying yeah huh. also they're not a sponsor <laughs> i was just gonna say we they, have, no have no affiliation with, with burial elsewhere. beer and they do not condone nor even realize that we're making any comments right now <laughs> they don't know we exist but their beer is really good no their beer is real good it's this got- is like the second time we've drank this beer yeah anyway So at 18, Kesha was signed to Dr. Luke's label, Kimosabe Entertainment, which is a branch of Sony Music Entertainment. She did background vocals for Paris Hilton's single, Nothing in This World. Oh. And after that, Dr. Luke kind of became preoccupied with other groups, so Kesha signed with David Sonnenberg's management company, DAS Communications. Now, DAS had one year to get Kesha signed to a major label. If they failed to do so, she would leave. They managed to get her noticed by Cara Dio Giardi... I probably butchered that name and oh. I'm sorry. No, she was
0: actually a judge on American Idol for like a year or two. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I did discover when that. When
1: Paul Abdul beat it, I think. I think she was probably arguably better. I don't know though. I never really invested too much time. I remember time into people it. not
0: really liking her, but um Probably sure she
1: knew what she was talking about. Yeah,
0: exactly. She knew what she was talking about, so of course people and gave people like good critiques in the sense that it was helpful. It wasn't just like, oh my god, you sound so great when they sounded like shit. Yeah, no. It was like, uh, yo dog.
1: Not your (laughs) dad. Not your song dog. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway. But she's worked with artists like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Meatloaf, Jason Derulo, a ton of fucking just top 40. Meatloaf! (laughs) Meatloaf! Of all the people you listen. Like, Meatloaf! Meatloaf. I know. I don't know. After... Jason Derulo. I I don't know who that is. Just know that he sings his name at the start of every one of his songs, just in case you don't know who's singing this. It's Jason Derulo. Seriously? Mm, I already yeah. hate him. As you should. Anyway, she attempted to sign her to Warner Brothers, but it fell through due to her existing contract with Dr. Luke. So, soon after that stuff all went down, Kesha left DAS and reunited with Dr. Luke. Okay. Kesha was earning her living as a waitress, and that's when she started to use the dollar sign in place of the S of her name. So, her name was, is Kesha. Because she was making dollar bills as a waitress? I, I guess. Right. I, she was doing it ironically, apparently. I hope so. So, for a few years, she worked on her songwriting, managed to do backup vocals for singer for singles, like Flo Rida's Right Round, which garnered her much more attention. Which is funny because I do remember when I first heard that single, I was like, "Is that Kesha?
0: Is that Kesha?" I can't. And then say I that looked and it. I was
1: like, "Yeah, if it, out of the two of us, if you need any knowledge on crappy top forty shit, it's me, because I'll I I do kind of like, if it's real guilty pleasure, I'm in it. I'm in it to win yeah. it. Yeah, I mean,
0: you may not believe this, I have only ever heard one Justin Bieber song. That must be
1: the best life to live. And
0: you know that was it. Desposito.
1: Desposito. i never heard ben, that song. Ben, 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 in Puerto Rico. Something in a... Ben, ben, ben. That's, that's how the song goes. It's reggaeton. Yeah. Like, ten years after reggaeton started being popular over here. <laughs> Good job, music industry. Yeah,
0: I... I still have never heard that song, and I never did. because I I just (laughs) sang it.
1: It was beautiful. I know. Perfect. You're gonna be like, "Ah, perfect. Sorry, everyone at home. And now I never
0: need to hear it again. So no, you don't. Anyway,
1: but it's funny about this collaboration she did with Flo Rida because it happened completely by chance. She walked into the recording session that he was having with Dr. Luke, and Flo was mentioning that he needed a female vocalist. Can I call him Flo, or do you think he prefers Mister Rita? Rida, Flo Rida. So do you Flo- think people I thought it was
0: Flo Rida. Is it Rida or Rita? Florida? I think it's, I think it's Flo-rida. Rida. Florida. I think it's Rida.
1: When you separate them, I don't know how to say it.
0: <laughs> Either way, I'm calling them flow. Because I think, like, Rida is like. Remember, like, Rough Riders? I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> that was, about. like the sweetest thing. <laughs> do you remember Rough Riders? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Please, I'm gonna shut oh. up now.
1: <laughs> I do remember Rough Riders. <laughs> anyway, Doctor Luke suggested Kesha. Flo Rida was so happy with the end result that he worked on her with two more tracks. However, Kesha is not credited on these songs, nor did she receive any money. She didn't want to appear in the video, and later told Esquire magazine that she wanted to make a name for herself on her own terms. S- but so you're she- like you're helping this like famous dude out.
0: Right. And isn't that kind of making a name for yourself? I don't know. I don't
1: know. And I also thought it was kind of weird because she did appear in her friend Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl video. Okay. But I guess she was only a background character dancing around. So maybe her thing was when people see me sing for the first time, I want them to see me sing, not sing background on some dude's video. Which I I I guess I I can respect that.
0: I mean, I can... Respect not wanting to be in the video, but you should get your fucking name yeah, on that the, I don't
1: I don't know if it was her idea to not get credited. I just know that as far as the video went, she didn't want to be in it. Okay, that's all that I've really found on that. Gotcha. So, yeah. In 2009, after failing to sign with both Lava and Atlantic Records, Kesha was signed to RCA through Dr. Luke. At this point already, she had enough material to put the finishing touches on her debut album. Coming into the studio with 200 songs. What? Yeah. Like, you are going to discover, Kesha fucking writes like a beast. She writes a lot of fucking songs. But She's, then... That's her bread and butter right there. Wait, how do you even choose? And I, I don't... That would be having insight into the recording industry, which I don't. and never will. Yeah. So. <laughs> but she worked with Dr. Luke and Max Martin to create the album Animal. It was released in 2010 and it debuted at number one. By September, it was certified platinum and sold over 200 million copies worldwide. And I remember this, too. I remember when Kesha came out, because I started oh, yeah. playing roller derby when she came out. And I'm going to tell you, as a roller derby girl, fucking Kesha's your fucking after-party <laughs> music. Holy shit. I just have, when I listened to her albums for preparing for this episode, I just had flashbacks of glitter and roller skates and sweat and booty dancing, and alcohol poisoning. (laughs) Yeah, alcohol poisoning wasn't as good, but everything else was a lot of fun.
0: You know, all the stuff she sang about.
1: Yeah, like, as a roller derby girl, I really understood what Kesha was talking about. (laughs) Oddly enough. So, the album was a venture from the usual formulaic pop rock that Dr. Luke was known for doing, and it was more of a venture into electropop, which I, I guess... All right. Subtle Rock pop has more guitars. Electric pop had more heavy beats and synths. I guess. I don't know. More, little, more dancey. Yeah, I guess they're they're all kind of dancey. Yeah. But one's like more mellow dancey. I don't. You know, fuck. I don't. I'm not even gonna bullshit for these top forty bullshits. It's
0: kind of like trying to uh, put metal bands into their specific subgenres.
1: Woof. It gives you a fucking migraine. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Not gonna do it. <laughs> So Thanks, Bob Dole. Bob Dole, not gonna do it. <laughs> oh that is an old oh. joke. If you get that, welcome to being <laughs> old. The lead single, TikTok, spent nine weeks at number one. It is the longest debut by any female artist since 1977. Saw Debbie Bones' You Light Up My Life. Wikipedia huh. may have the best description of the musical structure of TikTok, though. <laughs> It says Kesha's debut single combines yodeling and video game music, with its lyricism centering around alcoholic beverage consumption and parties. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's bougie. <laughs> you made that shit sound
0: real bougie. Wikipedia is. Isn't there some line in the uh, song about like wait, brushing your teeth with whiskey? With or a something? bottle
1: of Jack.
0: Cause oh, when I yeah. leave
1: for the night, I ain't coming. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I rem-
0: those, those weeks that that song was not at number one were pretty much I was in a fog because I just didn't understand. <laughs> like,
1: why is this music now? And I'm like, yay, glitter and dirt. Yo, you's into glitter? Oh, I'm into glitter. <laughs> it featured singles as well, like Blah, 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 and Your Love is My Drug.
0: Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I suppose I can see why she had 200 songs then, if... Most of them were
1: named blah, blah, blah. Arguably, the song titles are stupid, and but sometimes she'll have weird lyrics. That's actually kind of poignant. I kind of liked Your Love Is My Drug. I watched the video last night for it, mm-hmm. and she actually based it a lot off of the Beatles Yellow Submarine, hmm. which I didn't know because I didn't watch music. By the time I hit my mid-20s music videos, I didn't realize existed anymore. So Did was... they exist anymore? Yeah, they still do, apparently. But only on like YouTube, yeah, only on YouTube. Not actually. Oh on MTV. yeah, no. They, like, they haven't existed. There's on MTV 20 in MTV ages. channels and none of them play music <laughs> videos. So there's that. But it's cute because there's an animated section and she is blatantly using the style that the same animation style that the Beatles' Yellow Submarine yeah. is done in. It's really cute though. I was like, oh, I like that. Like respect. Because <laughs> that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Shut up, I love it. I'm easy to pander to. Kesha hit the ground running with her music, and one has to wonder if it has anything to do with her polarizing style choices, because she had a very unpolished aesthetic and a juvenile stage persona.
0: Yeah, I very much remember uh, her outfit choices.
1: Right? That's, again, basically what a roller derby girl wears. Yeah,
0: I remember her wearing... it, It looked like she just went into, like... A fitting room of a Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> and, you know, the racks of the I don't want this yes! shit clothes. She oh just, like, God. mauled it and oh, walked out. But, like, she she made it work, though. Yeah, and then put a headdress on. Oh, she did
1: so good, though. Put a lot of glitter on it. She partied hard. She did excessive drinking. Promiscuous sex life all seeming to not care what anyone thought about her, and a lot of critics disliked her for it and said, you're an unpolished performer and this is just a manufactured bit. But the fucking fans ate that shit up. I'm not going to attest to it. I ate that shit up. I was like, fuck yes, I'm here for this. She spoke out to millions who just want to have a good time and party and her songs just were fucking party anthems. She
0: should have done so much collaborate collaborations with Andrew WK. It would have been like mind blowing. She could party. still do them. She still could. You know what? She should. Kesha, this is a plea. Andrew WK also a plea. Also a plea. Cuz you both totally listen to this. <laughs> hey, Andrew WK started following us on Twitter. Yeah. So If
1: you wondered if you should follow us on Twitter, Andrew WK does, so
0: And not even think about not it. even kidding he actually does. Yeah. Those we can Which die now. Makes me pee my pants a little bit every time <laughs> I think about it. That's my chair. You have no idea how much I love Andrew WK. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately for Kesha, legal troubles were not far behind. DAS files a lawsuit against Kesha and Dr. Luke. They claim that Kesha had extended the time that they had to find her a contract beyond that year. And they squeezed them out early because Dr. Luke pressured her to. So they were still finding her work even after she left. So they wanted Kesha and Dr. Luke to pay them for their services. Like they were still like, oh, we found this place. We found this place. And Kesha's like, but I'm not here anymore. And I don't understand because she left them and then didn't ask them to do that. So I I didn't really understand the grounds that they had for this.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they just wanted to. More love but her. It sounds like they didn't do a whole lot. And then Dr. Luke got her. like, some stuff, or she got herself some work, and they were like, oh, uh, uh, but we did that.
1: Right. If you look at both Dr. Luke and DAS, you're like, both of them definitely didn't fucking do their due diligence with her the first time around.
0: It seems like everybody around her realized she could be really popular and she could make a lot of money. Right. And... They just didn't want to do a whole lot. They were just like, oh, no, she'll do it. And then we'll capitalize off of it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Kesha files a countersuit and said that according to the California Talent Agencies Act, (laughs) DAS was acting as an unlicensed talent agent when they tried to procure work for her in California, which was against state laws as only licensed agents may do this. So... She asked the California Labor Commissioner to label their contract as void. Anyway, so this shit goes on for a couple years, or actually just about a year or two, and it wasn't settled until 2012, where everyone settled, and Kesha ends up paying over half of what... Wait, a little bit over... Half of what they asked for. Yes, this mathematically makes sense. She didn't pay yes. at all, she paid a little over half. So,
0: like, say they asked for a million dollars, she paid a little bit more than 500000 Exactly. Okay. And those aren't the numbers,
1: but right. Shit, one beer deep and my math is gone. Sorry. We can't do math when we're sober, so whatever. <sighs> <sighs> fucking art students. <laughs> anyway, like I mentioned earlier, Kesha came into the album with a lot of fucking material. So much so that later in 2010... She re-released Animal with a companion album, Cannibal, and it mm. featured eight new songs and a remix of the song Animal. So basically, she released two albums in one year,
0: which that's is crazy. real, like,
1: old-school rock and roll classic that's, rock. That's, like, hey, I'm just
0: gonna shit out yeah, albums now. That's like some Beatles shit. Like, you want another album? Fine. Fine. Skeet skeet. Here yeah. you go. More albums. Fleetwood Mac. Want three albums in one year? Fuck go. it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Although it has one of my favorite Kesha songs on it, "Blow" is on Cannibal, which I'm like, yeah, it's fucking good. It's another yeah. good party anthem. It's not about cocaine. There, it's about blowing up a place. It's fine. Like exploding. Like something? you're partying so hard that it blows up. Why I- have Kesha and Andrew WK never collaborated? Because he had a TV show called uh, De- Yes,
0: Destroy, Build, Build Destroy, Destroy, where you. Destroy a building or a school bus or something and then build something. the kids build something else out of the remains and then they blow it up
1: again. They're it's, the same person. They're the same person. Oh. oh nope. Nope. We'll oh. save it. We'll save it. It's for, it's for another day. Anyway. Shut up. <laughs> she received a pretty delightful proposition after the 2010 Grammy Awards where she met Alice Cooper. He asked her if she would write lyrics for and perform as a devil character in a track in a track that would become What Baby Wants on Cooper's album Welcome to My Nightmare. Bitch gets to fucking perform with Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. Like we're not worthy. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be amazing. In addition to doing her music cuz she wasn't just all about her music, she actually had a lot of good causes too. She was named the Humane Society's global ambassador for animal rights where she would focus on the cosmetic testing of animals as well as shark finning. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. She, animal rights. She's a vegetarian and animal rights are a big thing for her. Respect. So, like, respect, Kesha. I wish I could be a vegetarian, but I do I'm... really like red meat. Fried
0: chicken is really good. So yeah. yeah. Bacon wrapped anything is really good. Yeah. So. Oh, you know
1: what? It's just bacon. I think I could give it hey. all up, but not bacon. Sorry, vegans. Sorry. Sorry, vegans and vegetarians. We respect, but respect! You know? You're better mm-hmm. than us, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, far more willpower than I do. What is
1: a willpower? I don't know what that is. Third beer. <laughs> Throughout 2010 <laughs> and 2011, she toured and continued to write music for other artists as well as herself. So again, she's bringing these fucking songs to the table, and you can't use them all, like you said earlier. Right. So she's giving them to other artists. Some of the artists that you may not realize she wrote songs for include Ariana Grande, The Veronicas, Miley Cyrus, Big Time Rush, and she wrote Britney Spears' popular hit Till the World Ends. So she's like, she's fucking... She's legit. She's legit. She writes her own fucking songs. She writes other people's songs. She also co-writes on any song that she guests on almost every time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this girl's not... a fucking scrub she's kind of a musical genius Uh, yeah i mean again i mentioned earlier she's really smart she is smart and i think she half the reason she pulls off this fucking bullshit party persona i think she enjoys it like after watching interviews and stuff i think she has fun with it yeah but i also think she knows this is what people want people want to have a good time people want the fun and the glitter and the lights i don't question whether she's genuine
0: about it or not i think she is genuine about Mm. it I don't think that she's as like super crazy party girl as much as she, her persona is, the public persona is. Yeah. I think she plays it up because she knows that that's what people will respond to. Right. And that's smart. Yeah. That's not being stupid, that's not, you know, some crazy slut, drug head, you know, drunk yeah. or whatever. It's being smart I because mean, she here's knows the thing. that that's what people expect from her and want to see from her.
1: Right. And I mean, here's the thing. If she was that much of a fucking dope addict, idiot, can't get her shit together, how the fuck is she writing all these fucking songs? Exactly. So no. Like, girl is legit. I don't doubt she likes
0: the party. It's just that party persona is probably exaggerated a lot in public.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's that's what every fucking celebrity does. Yeah.
0: That's what you're supposed to do. She's just being
1: smart. Well, so in November 2012... Her second studio album, Warrior, was released. And that's only a year and a half. So she's busy. Yeah. Girl is fucking working. So again, she works with Dr. Luke and Max Martin. And then this time, she collaborated on songs with other artists like Iggy Pop, The Flaming Lips' Wayne Coyne pony I, I don't know. Coiny? I'm sorry, Flaming Lips fans. I'm not sorry, Flaming Lips fans, because
0: See? I don't like the Flaming Lips. I don't
1: either, but I have some friends who really want me to like them. I know, and I ain't judging
0: you for it, but I don't like Flaming Lips. I'm trying. I'm trying counts. I'm not trying at
1: all. I just don't like them. <laughs> also, there was Fun's Nate Ross, which meh, among others. Wait, what is that? You know Fun? Oh, okay, yeah. Nate Ross.
0: Sorry, not no. fun. Not
1: Meh. fun. Meh. 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 While most of these other artists seeked her out, apparently she stalked Iggy Pop until he just gave up and decided to work with her. Oh my god. The- <laughs> like, she was like, no, because he's one of her number one bays. She fucking loves Iggy Pop. And she's like, work with me. Work with me. Work with me. he's like, fine. Just
0: leave me. If I work with
1: you, will you leave me alone? Fine. fine. <laughs> This album was written during Kesha's spiritual journey, and it was her attempt to revive the rock genre. She called the album Cock Rock. (laughs) Well, the the album was called Warrior, but she called it a Cock Rock record, which I enjoy that term. It was to be much more personal than her last record. She wanted it to stay fun, yet show some maturity because she was growing as well and wanted her music to reflect that. That's also pretty smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you put out your debut album, you're this hardcore party person, Mm -hmm. you drink all the time, whatever, wake up hungover and hair of the dog at whatever. Like you do. Like you do. Brush your teeth with Jack Daniels, I (laughs) guess. (laughs) Why you would even drink Jack Daniels in the first place? I don't know.
1: I feel like, ask 23 year old Ashley, would she have done it? Probably. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was dumb. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was, like, 23 when she wrote this fucking album. Right, right.
0: So, for your wow. sophomore album, of course, you want people to know that you are growing as right. an artist, as a person. It's a
1: very good marketing strategy. Right. And, arguably, she just was... I mean, it, it's gotta and be I don't boring doubt- to do that shit, too.
0: <laughs> right. And I don't doubt that she actually was growing as a person and oh, an yeah. artist. But... With everything with Kesha, the public persona is exaggerated. Right.
1: And definitely, Kesha's going through some shit. Mm. We're getting there, though. Mm -hmm. She began taking more music lessons, specifically guitar. Kesha was beginning to expand her musical repertoire by working with a wide range of artists and wanted her talents to expand with that. She wanted to play guitar on more songs in this album.
0: Mm -hmm. Again, expansion. And yep.
1: growth as an artist, right? And I mean, she's probably hitting this point too, where she says, "I need to be more legit. I need to feel like I'm doing more on stage. I don't want to just dance around. I want to fucking be writing and playing." And right. Good because for you
0: for that. She is
1: a legitimate musician. Yeah. So I, I mean, fuck. I think a lot of people who have grown up playing music always hit this point where they think, you know, what? I should do a little bit more with this instrument because I haven't in a while. Right. The title "Warrior" came from embracing one's inner warrior. Kesha elaborated, saying, quote, I've seen how many people my music can reach, and I've realized that I have somewhat of a social responsibility to make sure everything I say is positive. The underlying theme of this next record is warrior, with the positive message being that everyone has a warrior inside. You That's kind of nice. Yeah, nice strengths, and, you know, she really, she loves her fucking fans, and her and fans was, are real fucking devoted to her, I was just going to say, it's uh, kind of a service to the fans, so Kesha and Dr. Luke frequently butt heads during the making of this album. She wanted to sound more rock and roll, while he said the high-energy dance pop was what her fans wanted to hear. Dr. Luke said she was hard to control, while it was said of him that he would dismiss many of the songs she brought to the table, including <sighs> Machine Gun Love, which was her particular favorite. Oh, she was hard to control. She's hard to control, Dr. Luke. Well, uh- Oh, you're not you're not ready to get angry. Oh yet. fuck off. The debut single was called Die Young and initially came out to positive reviews. However, I don't know if you remember 2012 and the end of it being a goddamn dumpster fire, but it unfortunately came out a few weeks before the Sandy Hook shooting. Ooh. Yeah. So after that it was criticized for being insensitive to current events and many radio stations took it out of rotations. Now, initially, Kesha was real cool about it. She apologized on Twitter. She said her intent wasn't to offend. She completely understood why it was being taken off. Like, she wasn't fighting it. She was like, okay, mm-hmm. yep, yep, get it. This is not the time for a song called Die Young. Which, granted, it was a song about, like, just, like, living your life like you're gonna die young.
0: But people don't focus on Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. If it's and, called- it, and it
1: came out before the shoot. You know what? But people don't focus on that.
0: Yeah.
1: And she got that. But later she tweeted that she didn't want to sing those lyrics and that they were written by Fun's Nate Russ. Though she didn't dislike the meaning of them, she was afraid people would take issue with them for the very reason that they did. And then she said that she was forced to sing them, despite the fact that she is listed as a co-writer on the song. So she deleted those tweets, though. They were weird tweets, though. And arguably this might be when people kind of noticed what's going on with her and Dr. Luke. Rumors are starting to bud about, like, her and him not getting along. Once in a blue moon, you might see somebody saying, free Kesha. Like, it's... It's starting. It's under the skin. Yeah. It's happening now. But you know what? Let's have a little fun. Let's talk about fucking ghosts. Literally. (laughs) So, this album contains a song called Supernatural about Kesha's one night stand with a ghost. Oh. Oh. Yup. It's based on a true story. She was staying in an old timey flop house while working on the album. Apparently, was haunted. A, a what? Like an old flop house. What is a flop house? You know, like where whores stayed. Oh, whores like a brothel. Flop House. Yeah. I have never
0: heard the what? term. You've flops. never heard called a flop no. house before.
1: Oh no. my god, girl, you haven't lived. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't because
0: yeah. I've never heard of that before
1: yes yeah. flop house is another term for brothel it's kind of hilarious it's, it's the funner term for brothel arguably honestly if somebody said hey let's
0: go to a flop house i thought they would be talking about like ihop or something like a place with oh, flapjacks fuck now i want to go pancakes. to ihop god damn it <laughs> fuck you want to go to a flop house international has pancakes. pancakes i do yep
1: she claimed it had a weird energy and it kept her up at night. So, apparently it progressed into a dark sexual spirit that kind of scared her. She was totally into it. And she had a sexual experience with this ghost. She claimed she never found out his name, but he was a bit of a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that might be the best thing I've ever heard anyone say about a ghost before. You know, I... have <laughs> You're like, <laughs> So, obviously, Kesha's very into the supernatural. Some of her videos have references to the Illuminati and the occult. She likes staying in haunted houses, and she even had her own vagina exercised. <laughs> you had me up till the vagina exorcism? <laughs> you can see this happen in one of the episodes of her show. During 2013, she let her brother make a documentary out of her life, and they put it on MTV. It was called My Crazy Beautiful Life. He follows her through the Get Sleazy tour, as well as some of the creation of the Warrior album. In addition to the ghost stuff, we see her interact with her fans. A lot of them are victims of bullying, so she does a lot of encouragement with them. You also watch her crazy family dynamics unfold. And in one episode, the only one I watched, by the way... (laughs) You get to see her and her family using one of those ghost detector things. I forgot what they were called. EMF detector? Yup. And they were scanning and they scanned and they got to her lower stomach and they're like, it's going off. And she's like, I'm either pregnant with a ghost baby or like my vagina's haunted. So she got her vagina exercised. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I
0: am a huge fan of the paranormal and occult stuff and... But that's a little bit weird. I don't know. Kind of, I kinda I like, you know what? It's fun. You know, if if it makes you feel better. It made her feel better. That's fine. Yeah.
1: You know? They
0: that's didn't get to film amazing. the
1: exorcism, apparently.
0: Oh, why not?
1: You're filming know. everything else. Right? I, I mean apparently the woman s- doing the exorcism did not want to be filmed. I mean It wasn't even Kesha. Kesha was probably like, Yeah, fucking film this shit.
0: I mean, if you're gonna say somebody's vagina is haunted and you're gonna exercise it. I want to see that. How, right? Also, how do you only exercise one part of
1: the human do body? Do you shout into, like, do you put her fucking feet up in stirrups, like, at the gyno and shout at her vagina, hey, hey, the power of Christ, Christ compels you. You. <laughs> you. Just throw fucking, like, holy water into the vagina. If it burns, that means she's fucking possessed. <laughs> Ooh, vagina burn. Oh. Vaginal
0: burns from holy water. This is how we need to handle STDs from now on. Holy then, water in the vagina. You know that's what they did in the 1800s. Power of Christ can tell compels to
1: <laughs> Power of Christ can tell you y'all are fucking nuts. Y'all got the clap. Y'all got the clap. This isn't me. This isn't the devil. You guys just need to wear fucking condoms. You just got the hep C and you need that pill that gets rid of it. So I acknowledge that the past few episodes have taken a lot of hard left turns into Downersville. You don't We've been say getting it. a lot of comments from you lovely, lovely listeners about our Downsville turns. So now, Which we
0: did not intend to have happen during Women's History Month. But it just so happens it that just,
1: being a woman kind of sucks sometimes.
0: It kind of sucks sometimes. But also, the I feel like the women that we have spoken about have pretty tough stories
1: because it's tough to be a woman right and to be like a badass woman and arguably these women these women (laughs) have been so badass because of the shit they went through exactly which that's not fair anyway so from now on i've decided in our podcasts when we're about to take that hard left hand turn i'm gonna hit you all up with Buckle up.
0: <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroos. It's about, to get, about to get real.
1: <laughs> All right. Now that you've had that warning. <laughs> At the beginning of 2014, Kesha checked into a rehab center for bulimia. She said that when her career was first taking off, she wanted to be different than other women by being open about sexuality and partying. But instead of being seen as rock and roll, like, you know, dudes usually are. Right. She was seen as a train wreck. She was, uh,
0: for lack of a better word, slut shamed. Right.
1: And just, in general, like, what are you doing with your life?
0: Yeah. When, really, she was just acting like any
1: young, like, early 20-year-old, any college student. Seriously. that's, That's just what you did. Yeah. So, that was when she gave in to outside pressures, and she tried to fit in to the industry's unrealistic beauty standards. After she leaves rehab, Kesha takes the dollar sign out of her name. Because she wants to be taken seriously and be known as from her birth name. Mm-hmm. So go for you. Alright, we got it's that. It's a smart move. And that's about the last positive thing I got for a while. <laughs> anyway. So later emails will be revealed to show her producer, Dr. Luke, would put her on strict juicing diets to keep a slim figure and would put her on blast should she happen to break it. One time, he basically shamed her in public for drinking a fucking Diet Coke and having a piece of turkey. But yup, he claimed it was because he was genuinely concerned for her career that quote a list songwriters and producers are reluctant to give Kesha their songs because of her weight. What don't flip this table, we oh, need I'm it. about to don't do it, I'm we about need to,
0: it.
1: and of I'm, course,
0: <laughs> diet Coke. And a piece of turkey is more... Like, that's like the... That's better than I eat. Fuck yeah, it's better than I eat. And she says as she downs
1: her second beer. Mm, It's such a good beer, though. (laughs) It's really good. So, of course, Dr. Luke denies these statements and says that they were taken out of context. But here's the real fucking kicker. Context? Oh, no, no, no. Here's the real fucking kicker. His legal team even tried to use them to say that it proves how much he cared about her and her career because he would say things like, oh, well, Kesha will be upset if she breaks her diet, so I have to treat her like this. Oh, no. Well, I want her career to flourish, so she has to stay skinny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was watching a video where they brought that up, and they're like, uh, nope. No. Nope. That's not how that
0: works. No. And it's... That is such... It's just something that a predator would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a controlling piece of shit would say, I'm not doing this because I'm controlling her. I'm doing this because I, I care, care about her. her. Fuck off. You're not doing it because you care about her. No. You're doing it because you want to control her. Yes.
1: Period. Yes. So, hold on to your tits. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going down. Alrighty. In October 2014... This is where Kesha sues Dr. Luke for sexual assault and battery, sexual harassment, gender violence, emotional abuse, and violation of California business practices that occurred throughout the 10 years working with him. According to Kesha, Dr. Luke drugged her at a party, brought her back to his hotel and had sex with her, and apparently has happened at least one other time. And she also brings up his emotional abuse, leading her to have an eating disorder. Completely like, believable, right? She basically says that one one night, I think it was a Nicole Richie party. He gives her a, a pill, says it's a sober up pill. It was actually, it wasn't a roofie, but it was something along those lines, kind of like
0: a clonopin or a Xanax yeah, or something. something like
1: that. It, and it and it just made her fucking lose her shit. And like she just wakes up to basically him having sex with her, and she's like, "What the fuck?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All righty, I have read at least three or four different websites, several times, I am going to do my very best <laughs> to give you all the timeline of this court case in the most digestible way possible. You've it, been warned. I'm sure it gets pretty messy. It's just like pretty much every other sexual assault court case. It probably The gets first messy. time I read through the timeline, I genuinely didn't understand it. I read the Wikipedia page. I'm like, I don't get this. I looked up another article. I still kind of get this. Not yeah. really. And then a third one, I'm like, all right, hold up. And then I read all three together again. And I was like, okay, I think I've got a loose handle. Put them all loose together. Handle. I think I have a loose handle on this. Okay. So bear with me. So on the same day that Kesha filed in California, Dr. Luke files a countersuit in New York against her, PB, and manager Jack Rovner. Later in the month, he sues them for defamation of character and says their suit is just a ploy for Kesha to get out of her contract. He also filed a suit in her hometown of Tennessee in case she argued his lack of jurisdiction of her in New York. Step one. Mm. So in December 2014, PB, her mother, files a countersuit against Dr. Luke for causing her PTSD, which she became medicated for as a result of having to watch her daughter suffer through the abuse. This suit would be dropped... The following year, April 2016. Two years later, I'm sorry. Okay. February 2015. Kesha files an injunction request to allow her to stop working with Sony and Dr. Luke for the duration of the legal battle. It isn't until February 2016 that this injunction is denied, with the judge ruling that there is no evidence of irreparable harm. Sony and Luke have stated that Kesha is still allowed to create without Luke's involvement. However, Mark Griagos Gragos? Mark Garagos, I'm sorry, Mark Garagos, if that's your name, and if that's not your name, I'm butchering it. This is her lawyer. Kesha's lawyer is saying that this is illusory, and they have a fear that Sony will not promote any music she makes. And it wasn't the most unrealistic thing to think, because Dr. Luke and Kimosabe Records did try to stop Kesha from performing at the Billboard Music Awards a few years later in 2016. The fight was lost by them as long as Kesha did not mention the court case of Dr. Luke. Okay. So just as long as she kept her mouth shut and just performed, nothing would happen because I will get to it by 2016. She's like, I just want to fucking sing. Mm-hmm. So June, 2015 Kesha adds Sony to her lawsuit against Dr. Luke saying that they are aware of his abuse and turned a blind eye. Their negligence allowed him to continue his behavior against his victims. During this month, She also submitted a motion to pause litigation against the case that Dr. Luke had for her in New York because her suit could not continue until that one was finished. So she argued that she signed the deal in California and that's where the abuse took place. So that's where they should focus. Right. So logical. These are all logical steps. In February, 2016, Dr. Luke's defamation case, it's dropped due to the lack of jurisdiction. Around this time, PB tweeted out that he was refusing to pay Kesha or her songwriters, which also included her mother, Mm -hmm. because they, quote, told the truth about him. Later that month, Kesha began receiving a massive amount of support from other female singers. Gaga and Adele both made public statements of support. Taylor Swift gives her $250,000 for her legal bills. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because so. she wasn't getting paid. Right. So she's not making money. She apparently <clears throat> still owes him royalties. Like, all this shit's going down. And honestly... And she can't. She doesn't feel like she can make music, so she's not making money.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's one thing that I fully appreciate taylor swift for one of the there's, two there's not a whole lot of things that i, I would appreciate say one of taylor two things swift for. i
1: appreciate taylor swift i mean for.
0: i mean the only other thing i can think of is the video of it, it's her song interspersed with the goat screaming
1: but is that really her that's though? number
0: one <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> um Where and it's not even one? her it's she didn't even do it so Good job. <laughs> My Taylor number Swift. one thing that I appreciate Taylor Swift for is whoever made that fucking video. You
1: know what? Fucking bully for you, sir. <laughs> or madam. Whoever came person, up with that Bully idea. for you, person. So also, though, what was really taking the buzz around Tinseltown was that Kelly Clarkson, who is not known for being dramatic. She's actually known for not being dramatic. Yeah. She came out to support Kesha and just kind of was like politely... Dr. Luke is a bit difficult to work with, you know, and she alluded to not really being surprised by Kesha's allegations. Mm -hmm. And everyone in Hollywood's like, he fucking did it. Because if Kelly Clarkson's gonna back you up like that, queen of no drama. If Kelly Clarkson says something like that, you know shit is real. I mean, she actually was apparently blackmailed, she said, or I guess conned into or whatever by her label to have to work with him on a few of her songs she did not have a good time with it yeah and i imagine he probably fat shamed her too because kelly clarkson has had problems with weight
0: i there's a lot of similarities between kesha's career and kelly clarkson's career oh yeah because they were very big in the very beginning and then at a certain point it's like they dropped off the planet yeah I, if, if Kelly Clarkson had to work with Dr. Luke and that was around the same time when nobody heard from her,
1: yeah, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Of course, at this point, Dr. Luke finally speaks out about the allegations. Oh, because we really need to. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he said he never raped Kesha and that she was like a little sister to him, and they were just extorting him for money. Oh, fuck off! Which, of douche. course, then also when I hear you calling him calling her your little sister, I'm like, oh, because you want to control her because you're a fucking creep. Mm. In April 2016, Kesha makes an Instagram post saying that she was offered a chance to get out of her contract if she went back on her statements and recanted the accusations of sexual assault. She said she refused the offer, that she would, quote, rather let the truth ruin her career than ever lie for a monster again. And you know what? Saying something like that
0: makes you think it's probably
1: true. Right? Well, of course, Sony claims this wasn't true. They never offered her this. And unfortunately... A few days later in New York, Kesha's counterclaim of abuse at the hands of Dr. Luke were dismissed by Judge Shirley Kornreich on the grounds of insubstantial <laughs> evidence. She told Kesha she was acting unreasonable and that every rape is not a gender-motivated hate crime.
0: Oh, fuck off,
1: lady. So- Fuck right the fuck let off. Let me give you a little, little little, nugget of interest right here. <laughs> Judge Shirley Kornreich- I'm probably butchering her name, by the way. Is she, like, 75 years old? Married to Ed Kornreich, who is a partner in Sony's legal firm, Pro Scour Rose. How is she on this case? No fucking idea. How? No fucking idea. Because I will tell you everything that I've read, they distinctly will bring up who she is, who she is married to. And I don't know why this is okay. That's fucked up, and that's not okay. right? There no is, fucking idea. There is no, no fucking way. fucking idea how this is
0: allowed. There is no way that she would be able to be an impartial party
1: Look, to I get get it. any of this. We're just small little plebs in a little plebe town, and we don't understand your fucking Hollywood L.A. problems, but that shit's wrong. Absolutely. And I don't fucking like it. <sighs> one may ask, why were they so quick to disbelieve Kesha? And this is the one big... I don't think it should be, probably shouldn't be, but it is a big fucking red mark on Kesha. So, let me bring you back to the suit filed the against subject. them. Let me bring you <laughs> back, back to, to the, the subject. subject. Pep's
0: on set. Thank you. Okay, we're Thank gonna you. stop. We're Thank gonna you. stop.
1: <laughs> we had to bring some humor. You know what? We'll, we'll make you laugh, even though you just really want to flip your table right now. But let me bring you back to the suit filed against them by DAS. So... They had recorded a a deposition stating that Dr. Luke never made sexual advances or tried to give Kesha drugs. So she had to make a whole recorded thing about that. But why the fuck would they even need to do this, you Mm -hmm. might ask? Because I did. I did. So apparently, Kesha had alerted some people earlier in her career of unethical treatment of her by Dr. Luke since 2005 for this case... DAS wanted to know, well, is that something they can use? You know, so they had her, you know, say whether or not that was a thing. So later, of course, this gets used against her. Now, Kesha's legal team says that this is a lie. Luke threatened to destroy her career if she said anything, so of course she's gonna lie on the tape. Which of I'm course. kind of inclined to of believe, because here's the thing if she's walking around saying shit so much. That her other team that she worked with for a little bit is saying, hold on, I remember she said something about this. Let's fucking see if she'll admit to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That leads me to believe this is some fucked up shit going on. And Dr. Luke probably 100% said, if you don't fucking lie, excuse me, you're never going to work in this town again. Which, he,
0: it sucks to say this, but he probably had the power to do that. Oh, 100%. Because he's a dude. And he's a big producer and he's worked with a million famous musicians. He can do that. He has the power to do that. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure the way shit works with recording contracts, if he dropped her, she might still be under the label. And then she can't make music, but he still owns her and blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't imagine the depth of complication that this gets into. Yeah. And I mean, women don't want to fucking come forward. Women still fucking get boned for coming forward on that shit. So, of course, Kesha's not going to come forward. This is a perfect example of it. There you go. So, let's go to August 2016. Kesha drops her stalled California lawsuit against Dr. Luke. Because at this point, she's just worn down. It's been years. She hasn't been able to fucking write any music. She's barely been able to perform. She just wanted to write again, so she goes to Sony. She gives them twenty-eight new songs. So she just wants to get an album out as soon as possible. Of course, Doctor like, knew no, she didn't. She's really, she's really hard to work with, Doctor Luke.
0: Oh, I'm I, done I, with Doctor Luke at this I'm,
1: point. It's not me. It's her. She's difficult. Because then, in September 2016, Doctor Luke see- sues her mom, PB, again for defamation. Let it go, dude. It gets dismissed in 2017. Good. January 2017, Kesha looks to amend her case to include claims that Dr. Luke's company's prescription and KMI, who had broken contracts by not paying her royalties. In March, this amendment is overruled by Dr. Kornreich. Again. Saying that Kesha owed Dr. Luke $1.3 million She owes him? In royalties. And that she did not give enough notice to void her songwriting contract. Also... She just keeps getting boned. Also, the judge ruled against Kesha's claims that Dr. Luke's abuse was unforeseeable because she had said herself that the abuse began in 2005. Unforeseeable? Yeah, because part of the suit is just that... Like, why would you stay with him if you knew he was going to be a piece of shit? Because you were saying that back in 2005. Oh, but you also denied no. that that shit happened. So, like, what the fuck? I don't understand why you keep shooting... Oh, because your husband's the lawyer for Sony. That's mm. why you keep... Sh- like, don't even tell me that's not why she keeps fucking shooting her down. Yeah. That's 100 100%, 100% why. why she keeps shooting her down. Do you know who you fucking need to get on this? Judge Marilyn Mignon. Get some fucking People's Court oh, in this shit. Bring it to People's Court. I fucking love Judge Marilyn <laughs> She's the best. So fucking Kesha's just getting shit on. And in July of 2017, she releases her song, Praying, which is a blatant, obvious song about all the fucking shit she's been going through. And I mean, I can even remember, like, everyone's like, where's Kesha been? And then she comes out with Praying, and people's like, Oh, there she is. Oh, she's
0: been in some (laughs) shit.
1: Yep. So this is still an ongoing case, and there's even more turns than anything I even covered in this. There's more bullshit. I I grabbed what I could. Luke has since subpoenaed Kesha's superfan, Michael Ezile? I'm sorry, Michael. I I butchered your name. It's just a hodgepodge of unpronounceable last names. God damn it. Why can't you all have names like Smith? Anyway... (laughs) So so fucking Dr. Luke claims that Kesha and the superfan coordinated to spread rumors to destroy Dr. Luke's career. Then he subpoenas fucking Lady Gaga in his defamation suit because... For his his, defense? Yes, because he says... What? That she has texts received from Kesha that accuse him of the rape. And apparently... So Gaga's like, eat a dick fuck you. Well, yeah. Because it's Gaga. Like, don't fuck
0: with Gaga. Don't come for me. First of all. I'm Gaga. Mother monster. <laughs>
1: don't fuck with her. Secondly, she sent them texts apparently and the legal team was like, this shit's so redacted. I don't even know what they're talking about. So then she had to end up sending him again the unredacted texts. What the fuck? Like, and I, I, I posed this question to Mike last night. And I said, if you were accused of rape... And say you did a countersuit for defamation, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then they completely dropped the rape case there. Like, they you hand and rape you. It's fine. And, like, say you just kept the defamation case there. But would you keep tripling down on it if yeah. you didn't rape someone? Right. And he didn't really know how to answer that. Because I think I may, maybe I was too angry that and was, I didn't know how to ask that. Or maybe it he thought too that was a loaded of, He was, like, loaded of a I don't think Mike understands what I was asking him. <laughs>
0: It's like, what rape what? You know, that's because your husband is actually
1: a decent human yeah, being. Yeah, he's not going to rape anybody. It's crazy. It's really weird to Imagine know men that. that don't rape. Actually, I feel like I I feel like we know a lot of men that wouldn't rape women. It's really weird.
0: I feel like pretty much all of my male friends. Yeah. Which I don't, I have I don't male know flen- male male friends aplenty. <laughs> I have male friends aplenty. plenty. I cannot single out any of them no. that would rape. Congratulations, no. guys. Good
1: job, <laughs> our guy friends. None of you are rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Air, Air horn yourself. You Air. earned it. <laughs> Airhorn yourself. <laughs> <laughs> pat but yourself like, on the back, feel real good about yourself. But I mean,
0: if you didn't rape someone who was accusing you of being raped. Right. I understand filing a defamation of character. Right. Okay, yes. Understand that. Yes. But if it turns out
1: it was thrown out or you were proved not guilty... Right. And here's the thing, too. Doesn't affect your career, really. And it doesn't affect your career. You're still making money. You're still making music. Right.
0: I would assume that any person that didn't actually do this would drop the countersuit. Or
1: even just let it play out. Wouldn't just... Like, this guy's going for more subpoenas. He fucking refiles against her mom. I mean, I can understand... If you didn't rape some... Like, it's a-
0: the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. I guess maybe it's because he does have a prolific career and he really wants to prove to people that he didn't do this and maybe wants to clear his name. Right. But pursuing something like this isn't helping you. No. It's just going to make you look like more of a dick
1: and make you look more guilty. Yeah. Reading all this and finally understanding the timeline, I'm like, How many fucking times did he refile this fucking defamation suit? Like, and he filed it in three different states. Which makes me Which Mike said that was what raised the red flag for him. I'm like, well, at least something did. And I mean,
0: it it makes it like, you know, you know, people who maybe tell... Are pathological liars. Yeah. And they repeat these things, these lies over and over and over again, not to convince you, to convince themselves. themselves. Mm. So... Maybe he just keeps fucking driving it in there yeah. to show, to be like, yo, look, I'm not a rapist. Hey, you want, I'm not a rapist. And you still want to actually, work with me because I'm not a rapist because
1: the court said I'm not a rapist. And right? that actually gives me an interesting insight that I didn't think of before. And yeah. I'm not at all fucking condoning this shit. But, like, ladies, gentlemen, the Me Too movement, so fucking new. Who knows how long it's even going to last for. Back then... He might have thought what he was doing was perfectly fine. Right. He might have thought, like, it's not rape, even though she's saying no, or even though she's not awake, because this is just what we do in this industry. This is just how it goes. Oh, this it is, is
0: just how men act. It's a very prolific thing in in
1: And now Hollywood I think music. maybe he's so fucking determined to prove I'm not a rapist, even though he probably did this shit because he genuinely doesn't believe that that was rape because that wasn't looked at like rape yeah. at the time. Well, that's like but every is, yeah.
0: every oh, single God. dude that's been accused of sexual misconduct or rape or sexual harassment or something in the last year since since the me too movement started. Right. Their excuse is always, well, back then it wasn't considered sexual harassment. It's just, it's it was just like what 10 we years did. Ago. It's like, well, well, Guess what? It is. is. I'm like Here's It the thing. is,
1: motherfucker. Here's I don't give a shit if you, you think it is or not. You can't take back what you did. Right. But you know what you can do? You can fucking own up to it and you can say, all right, this was fucked up. This was wrong. I deserve what I get. And this is a, a learning experience and I have a fuck fucking, ton of learning yeah. to do. There have been some guys who have come forth and just like been like, I fucked up and I'm sorry. Like, not enough of them. Have. Not enough of them. Not enough. A lot of them still deny it. You know what? That's what we're looking for at this point. We're not even looking for you to burn in hell or to like fucking never work again. Well, some some of you, yes. Some of you, yeah. <laughs>
0: some of them really like deserve to of burn in hell. A chunk it. of them. It's like just fucking acknowledge yeah. our feelings. Well, that's what really pissed me off about. I, this is going completely away yeah, well, I'm from Yeah, we sorry Sasha, about this tangent. But short sidebar. This is why I was so upset about. Um, what happened with Louis Louis C.K.? Mm. Because he issued this statement, this long rambling statement about how you, giving excuses left and right. Right. And saying, yeah, I did this and it was really stupid and blah, blah, blah. He never mentioned the victim's name. He never apologized. Oh. He never said... He never really said this was fucked up and this is something I should never have done and this is something that I am going to work on and I need to stop and I think he never said any of that. All he said was, Yeah, I did this. It was a really weird time in my life, and that was it. It's all he said.
1: It was almost like he made it more of a pity party on himself. Which which is exactly what Kevin Spacey did. He yeah. made and he Oh, but like
0: I did this, but it was only yeah. because XYZ. Just say like Yes, I was in a fucked up place, but that
1: doesn't excuse my shitty behavior. And then
0: uses what's supposed to be an apology for basically raping a 14-year-old boy (sighs) to... Making it all about himself and how he's coming out of the closet. Oh, Hollywood doesn't like the gays.
1: Oh, uh, but really, though. <laughs> tell me about how Hollywood doesn't like yeah. the gays.
0: Yeah. Please tell me about, you know, how you're apologizing for basically raping a 14-year-old boy. Oh, you're not doing that? Okay, fuck off.
1: <sighs> Fucking, it just... But anyway, bring it back. Bring it back to Kesha. Bring it back. One last, one last punch to the tit. And then I'm done. I promise. <laughs> The biggest punch in the tit is probably the fact that Dr. Luke still stands to benefit from Kesha's success. Mm -hmm. None of these court cases ended in her favor. So even though he did depart from Sony about sometime last year, I think. That was the last year. Last year.
0: Last year. Last year. (laughs) I remember that being like the only victory.
1: And that it she wasn't had even a victory that, because and it was a victory. The agreement that was signed in 2005 mm-hmm. was through Dr. Luke's Kaz Money Inc, KMI, mm-hmm. which is a Kimo affiliation and more importantly, she signed on with his publishing company Prescription Songs, both of which I mentioned earlier she tried to counter sue and get out of and right. she couldn't. So no matter how you slice it, until she's allowed to walk away from him, He's going to get something out of her success. Which is bullshit. Which is the biggest fucking bowl of bullshit I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. All right. So that was going to be the last punch on the tip. So despite this whole debacle, which now I look at my notes, I spelled whole H-O-L-E and it makes me laugh because I'm 12. <laughs> whole. whole debacle. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I told you guys in, I'd bring it back up. <laughs> you're in a whole debacle. Whole. <laughs> <laughs> Kesha did try to do as much as she could music wise. She performed with Zed at Coachella. She performed a cover of Bob Dylan's It Ain't Me Babe at that music, the Aww. Billboard Music Awards that she wanted to re- perform at. She also went on a Fuck the World tour with Kesha and the Creepies, Creepies being a live band that played her synthed up dance hits but made them more rock, and they performed in very intimate settings. And I watched a couple of these videos, I'm like, I wish I went to that. What? It just looked dirty and small. And Was it just like clubs? Yeah, it was that's... just clubs. Huh. It looked super fun. After this is over, go YouTube some Kesha and the Creepies. Out. It's so good. It's fun. Except some a lot of the videos have this one guy who's blatantly singing along with her and like, honey, stop it. I didn't come to this video to listen to you sing. Oh, I've had friends like that. <laughs> In August 2017, <laughs> finally her third album, Rainbow, comes out. This incorporated elements of pop rock, glam rock, neo soul, and country pop. The themes were heavily about letting go of the past, learning to love yourself, forgiveness, female empowerment, and saying fuck you to the haters. She collaborated with several producers, including Ben Folds. Aww. Which, I was like, oh, Ben Folds, huh? And when I looked through the... It's like, what have you been doing lately? Right? Working with Kesha. Apparently. Well, and it was funny, when I was looking through the track listing, and I saw what he produced, he produced the song Rainbow, and I was like, "Yup, yeah, I see that. Uh, That is a Ben Folds song. Yep. And now I can't not hear Ben Folds when I listen to the song. So, that's fun. This shit went to number one in a hot minute, by the way. Yeah. Between everything that was going on, it was like, people were like, yes, Kesha. But it is genuinely a really fucking stellar album by her. It features songs that have guest performers from the likes of Dolly Parton to the Eagles of Death Metal to the Dap King Horns. <laughs> I love Eagles of Death Metal. Right? <sighs> they ex- those, are, those are probably the funnest songs on that album. Also. They're a pretty fucking fun band. Right. But also the Dap King Horns on Woman. Which you may remember the Dab King horns from our breakup episodes when they were with Sharon Jones. Which is a song that I've had on my playlist. For... I heard you played it. I'm like, yeah, I made yeah. her like a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's really funny is the song Woman is inspired because after Trump made that grab him by the pussy comment, mm-hmm. Kesha was fucking pissed off. And she just screamed, I'm a motherfucking woman. That might be the song on that album that gives me the most fucking life. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, it's real good. But I loved, like, hearing that the backstory was, like, she was pissed off about that Donald Trump comment, so. Like, yeah.
0: I think queen. we all were. Yes, queen. And yet, somehow, <sighs> here we are. Here we are.
1: Still <laughs> angry about it. <laughs> the album completely drops that highly synthesized party bus sound. I've coined the term... Highly synthesized party bus sound, by the way. I'm going to trademark it. <laughs> it's a pretty good descriptor. But it is. But that's what we originally associated her with. Like, oh, like, you're, just, right. you're on a party, you're at a club, blah, blah, blah. But she, no, this you will not find that on this album. And it shows how much she has matured musically. And yeah. it's really refreshing. I remember, too, it was well before I even thought about doing a podcast. And I remember just listening to it and being like, this is an amazing album. And this is not what Kesha does. <laughs> like I always love Kesha's music, but I love it because it's pretty, <laughs> the pretty music. The way you said that. Was- this is an amazing album. <laughs> you scrunched up your face real good with it. <laughs> but I was really, I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I don't expect Kesha to put out good music, but like, this was good music. Yeah. It wasn't but guilty on- pleasure pop shit. I
0: was like, this is good music. Yeah. But anybody who is... A casual Kesha fan or less than casual Kesha fan, which I would put I myself in say, that category. I think you mean you. I would be surprised by that. Right. If if I wasn't following, I I followed what was going on with her and Doctor Luke. Right. But if I didn't really follow that, this is the logical step for her to take. Even if she didn't go through the shit she went through with Doctor Luke. Right. Maturity wise, this is the logical step right. for her to go from fucking TikTok. Yeah. And brushing your teeth with Jack Daniels to somewhat mature, still like having Warrior, a good Warrior time.
1: definitely had its synth album, or its synth ballads, but it also had, like, very pure rock yeah. ballads as well. I I mean she performed of Iggy Pop on one of the songs, she, A Dirty Love.
0: She always had a message with uh, her music, and it was, whether it was just party and have a good time, send me your teeth so I can make a crown out of it, or... <laughs> or <laughs> Um, you know, I'm a motherfucking woman. Yeah. Either way, she always had a message and it matured through time and it sucks that she had to go through what she went through. Right. To get to where she is now. Yeah. She's making amazing music. You know, if, if what she was accusing Dr. Luca wasn't real, she wouldn't have made this album. No. I
1: 100% believe her. Um, and I I get where she's coming from. I absolutely believe her that shouldn't even be a question it shouldn't it shouldn't be a question and there's and there's just so many factors that play into this that make me feel like no oh, no yeah this definitely happened and they're just covering it up cool
0: honestly i'm i'm pretty sure it's happening a lot more than anybody else realizes yeah. or wants to talk about because a lot of female musicians know that if they do what Kesha did... Oh, my God. I mean... Their careers could be over in a heartbeat. <sighs> Especially if they... Kesha d- wasn't really even that popular. She wasn't even that prolific of...
1: Like, she was uh, no Beyonce. She's no right, Taylor Swift. Right. She's A-list, but she's definitely not at the top... Like. She's not the top of your A-list. Right. Which is a shame, because I think she's more talented than Taylor Swift. Right.
0: And for her to go through something that's that high profile, and accusing a very big producer yeah. on a very big label of something like that, and to come out of it with a lot of support, it was good timing. Yeah. And she had a lot of good people supporting her. She did. And it also, it escaped me for a second, but... I think when this was still going on was when t- Taylor Swift had her suit against that one DJ that groped her. Right. And that she... was,
1: that was the only other
0: thing we liked Taylor Swift for. Yes. That, that, yeah. That and this are the only things we really like yeah, Taylor Swift pretty for. Yeah, It helped that, uh, both things were going on and were so high profile. Right. So, and, and it helped that it was a time that, um, there was support from other female musicians. Yeah. And, uh. It's a time when um, sexual abuse against women is a little more high profile than it was before and people are actually paying attention to it and supporting women when they actually do accuse people because a high majority of the time, if a woman accuses somebody of sexually abusing them, they are fucking telling the truth. There is a small, tiny fraction. Two to eight percent of all sexual harassment or rape accusations are false that's it two to eight percent
1: so uh, are they're,
0: telling they're the fucking truth. telling the truth i don't give a shit if you think that oh they're a celebrity they're high profile they're accusing somebody that's high profile so they just want to get something from it they why would they not they do, do that
1: like well, what like, the fuck are, they, are they gonna they get out of for? it what are they looking for what was kesha looking for right what do you mean she wants to break her contract why does she want to break her contract she's doing awesome right She's doing amazing with your label. Why would she want to fucking leave that? If she was doing shit, yeah, maybe I'd believe that. Yeah. Oh, wait. She's one of the highest selling artists? Mm, Nope. She's probably just, you know, actually got raped. (laughs) Oh Whoa. And got body shamed and developed all these crazy anxieties and disorders. Right. It's fun. It's not fun. But to bring it back to some positives to end it on, she... Through this album, managed to get her first Grammy nomination as Best Pop Solo Performance with the song Praying. Which is kind of crazy that now is her first Grammy nomination. Yeah, And she did do a little tour last year promoting Rainbow, but this summer, she's going to be co-headlining with Macklemore on the Adventures of Kesha and Macklemore tour, which if they come around here, I kind of would probably go to, because that'd be a fucking party concert. I went to a Macklemore show once. He had party cannons. I'm, so I'm, can you imagine, though, Kesha and Macklemore glitter party cannons? I'm pretty sure
0: I would be miserable.
1: <laughs> I'll go by myself. So it's fine. It's fine. Don't, I, a- I'm don't it
0: ask once. me to go to that.
1: It's fine. Because I'm not going to go. I won't. It's fine. <laughs> I respect you for going, <laughs> but no. I understand that our a large amount of our music tastes are quite different. Yeah. Like I like probably most of the things that you like, but then there's a good chunk of things that I like. They're like mm, Maggie, don't bring me that concert. Hey Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was actually <laughs> with. Oh, uh,
0: you told me the other day that you were like, oh, I'm a sucker for classical mix with like. Oh yeah, rap. classical. And... I was like, maybe I should give her the new Septic Flesh album, but I'm like, no.
1: Yeah, give it to me. No. I'll try it. I'll try anything except for like pop country. I mean, it's really good. And trap music. Sorry. I just don't get it. It's a trap. <laughs> That's not what trapped me as a kid. But uh, anytime anybody says that, all I can think of is General Akbar. <laughs> like it's a trap. Oh my god. Alright. I think this is done. I think this is as good as we're gonna end it on. So let's fucking wrap it up, kids. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> If you like us, which you should, because I mean, did you not listen to us <laughs> rambling for an hour and a half about it's a trap <laughs> about traps? God damn it! <sighs> so follow us on the social medias. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Rock Candy Podcast. We are on Twitter at Rock Candy Pod. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Yeah, we're we on Stitcher now. Just got on to Stitcher. In case you're not listening to us on it, now you can. To do it. And both all of those things. things can rate and review us. And we want love and attention. We want Senpai to notice us. Like, just fucking hit it. Anyway. That's going to do it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. Party on, you crazy kids out there.
0: Bye. It's a trap. It's a trap.